Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DM on the stuff that matters. Hello there. Hello. We are back in the podcast studio. Oh, how amazing is it? Back in the office, just in general. I'm it so excited. Is so exciting. On my way in this morning, I was literally like, like when my alarm went off at 6.30, I was like, I have to get up. I can't snooze it because like I don't have time. And it, it sounds so silly, but I was literally grateful for that. I was like, yes. Oh, 100%. It's like, I feel like everyone in, in lockdown particularly really got used to that whole like slower morning or, you know, you don't have to worry about travel time. So you can like yep. really take your time getting into your morning exercise. Did you do anything this morning? Mondays yes. are sometimes, oh wait, well, not Monday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> I'm like all over the place. Did you get exercise done today? Before yes, office? I sure did. Mm-hmm. I did my kick workout this morning and I'm very happy to yes. be back in. Yeah. So Oh, yeah. yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's um, it's just so weird to be here. On the way here, I was like, damn it. Number one, number one thing I'll need as a working mum is, <laughs> is my pumping machine, which I left of at home. Of course, because so, otherwise you yeah. well, would just be... It'd be very uncomfortable, but it also like you, you would you leak, wouldn't pump, you? Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. But also, if I don't pump it, like the next day, I wouldn't produce it at that time, which is a normal feeding time for him. So it's just okay. one of those things you got to keep up. So you've got to pump at the times that you would usually feed him yeah. at home. Okay, and have you yeah. got? Is he taking the bottle? Yes. Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh, thank goodness! I'm so excited. Yeah, it was like okay. I got a tip, and it was basically it was from M, and she said feed him first thing in the morning when he's like ravenous, when he's really hungry, on and the then, bottle. Yeah, on yeah. the bottle. And then and he did and he took it and I was like, oh my God. So then the second feed for the day, he took it again. And I was like, yes. So I know now he still doesn't love it. Yeah. But he takes it. Oh, fantastic. So feels good. Oh, I'm glad. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm very happy for that. Okay. And do you have a special share for us? I do. Yes. <laughs> but it's like, it's still, actually, it's one of those ones. I actually can't remember if I recommended this years ago when it came out because We've been on the podcast for that have, long. We have been on for a few years. <laughs> but it reminded me because it came up again because of Cup Week. But yes. it's the show, It's the movie Ride Like a Girl with, and it's all oh, about yes. Michelle. Yeah, and it's such a beautiful movie. Her story and her upbringing and everything is – it's a really incredible movie. So if you haven't seen Ride Like a Girl, I really recommend it. Amazing. Yeah, mm. Michelle Payne has mm. an incredible story. Mm. I do love that movie. Mm. Good recommendation. Thank you. (laughs) And mine this week, I would love to recommend a podcast. I recommended it on my, I think you listened to it, on my story. I did. But if you didn't see it, sorry for the double recommend. I was thinking that, I'm like, can I? Yeah, we always do that. Is that fine? Yeah, to, that. I've already shared it, but I just wanted to make sure you listen to it. If And it really, really, really links in well with today's podcast mm, mm-hmm. topic. So we will obviously today be talking all about avoiding burnout. And I think one big part of burnout is people pleasing mm. and never being able to say no yep. and always needing other people's validation on things. Anyway, so this podcast is called Armchair expert umbrella mm. with Dak Shepherd. Dak Shepherd actually is not in this interview. I'm not really sure. I haven't listened to a He's, lot of their podcasts. Because Kirsten and him, aren't they married? They're married. Yes. yes. Yeah. So it's Kristen Bell and Monica Padman are the two that are interviewing Oprah. It is a fantastic chat. We'll put the, uh, link, the in the link in the show notes. But I highly recommend, obviously, from for me, the one big takeaway from that podcast was when Oprah was talking about how even for her, and she speaks a lot about how people-pleasing can be kind of rooted in you from your childhood mm. and things you go through, or even maybe things your parents went through, mm. you then have that kind of in you mm. and you're then subconsciously following it all the time without even realising it. And there's one um, 
thing that she explains, which is when she was 50, 50 years old. I'm mm. not sure how old she is now, but anyway, so mm. it was recent-ish, mm. I'm guessing, mm. and how she still feels at that age people-pleasing is ruling her life sometimes and mm. she has to, like, talk herself out of mm. it. And for me, I think for someone that is – that's definitely me. Like, mm. I really struggle with it. Hearing that someone like Oprah yeah. goes through that as well is like, okay, fantastic. Like, you know, not fantastic, but like, okay, I'm not alone. And yeah. like even really successful people go through yeah. that. And she has some incredible tools mm. and very practical things to think of when your mind goes there to help you get out of it. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. I loved it. I um I haven't been listening to enough podcasts lately. Like a lot of the ones you've recommended, I'm like, yep, I just don't know where to do that. <laughs> yeah. But the other day I had to get the house clean ready for like people to come over. And I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to that podcast yeah. that Laura recommended. And it was so, so good. You're so right. The tools that she that she speaks to. And it's, and it's all really practical, really easy to understand and everything she said. You're just like, ah, oh. yeah, yeah, 100% the whole time. So great. And Highly it's like recommend. Also, just fun to listen to. Like, they all had really yeah. great banter and it was enjoyable to listen to. I like their senses of humour mm. at the start. Mm. Well, actually, the whole way through. Yeah. But at the start, you get to hear the two the two hosts a little yeah. bit more. So, anyway, yes, highly recommend. And I there's a few other episodes on there I really enjoyed as well. So, recommend yeah, that check out podcast. podcast. Uh, and now we have got some exciting kick updates. So. We've got a new challenge coming this Monday, which is so exciting. So this Monday is the 15th of November and we have got a hit challenge coming. Now, this is, uh, we wanted to say as well, for anyone doing kick run, Mm. we Mm. would recommend not doing the hit challenge Mm. until after you're finished up to your 5K. Also, all of the new hit classes will be waiting for you when you're ready. Exactly. So this hit challenge is for the people that might be like, Everything's been about kick run. I don't like running. And I know like a lot of you have gone past that, which is just Mm. incredible and proven to yourself that you want to run. But I know for some people as well, it's like running is not an interest. That's cool. That's why we've got this hit challenge. So it is with our incredible hit master trainer, Brooke Jowett. And there will be three brand new classes dropping every single week. So part of the challenge is doing three hit classes a week. You can challenge yourself to do some extra mm. workouts as well, extra kick workouts around that. But what we want, if you can, mm. the big part of the challenge is just trying to get those three workouts done. Mm. That's all you have to do. Mm. You can, it's achievable, 20 minutes and it goes for five weeks. Mm. I'm so excited. I mean, I'm doing the run program, so that's that's enough of my plate for now. <laughs> but I'm very excited to have these in the app for everyone. Yes. So good. It's going to be awesome. So that launches on Monday and especially coming into, I think also through this time, because obviously a kick, we are not about changing our exercise routine no. when it comes to summer because there's no such thing as a bikini body. A bikini body is yeah, if you have a body, body versus winter body. And a, exactly. If you have a body and you have a bikini, that's all you need. You yeah. don't need to get ready for summer. Yeah. Absolutely not. But the reason that we wanted to have this challenge now is for, for especially through this time, I think there's a lot on. Yeah. And <laughs> sometimes our health and our workouts, which yeah. is so important Drops for our mental health, they do. There's something mm. that we're like, we just can't fit them in. So we thought that if we kind of went together and we set this goal to do three 20 minute hit classes mm. a week it would be good for mm. our minds we would feel good and that is what it is all about and it will take us right up until Christmas which is absolutely crazy I can't I yeah I can't believe it's almost Christmas isn't it it's crazy crazy very crazy it's my favorite time of the year so very <laughs> very exciting <laughs> and then as well we have got some vegan recipes well mm. some this month actually mm. every single Tuesday we have got new two new ta- on Tasty Tuesday we love Tasty Tuesdays at Kick two new vegan recipes dropping so some would have dropped yesterday and then next week as well uh, it is World Vegan Month so we wanted to celebrate mm. and share the new recipes mm. so that's exciting and 
This week, we are actually filming new kick so exciting. workouts, yeah. which is we have got a huge shoot week, which is amazing. Yeah. It's, we've been, this one has been pushed back a lot because yeah. of COVID, mm. which is cool because we're now, we're now here and yeah. it is going to be an awesome week. So, yeah, that's, if we're a bit quiet this week mm. on our socials. It might be because we are Busy filming a lot of cool content. workouts. <laughs> <laughs> and exhausted. <laughs> but no, I'm so, so excited. It's it's honestly the, the funnest weeks whenever we get to film content and be together with the team. And yeah. it's kind of nice. I mean, I know it sucked that we had to push it back, but it's kind of nice to have this big thing to end the year on. I mean, I know we've got more things happening in December, but like the filming, yeah. it's such a big part of what we do and like getting that content for you guys and everything. It's just exciting. Every day is exciting. And then at the end, it's always a big... Woo, we did it. Because <laughs> it it's is. such a big It production. truly is. <laughs> truly is. <laughs> and our bodies are also like, woo, we did it. <laughs> anyway, well, that is, that's it for our kick mm. update. So now for our kick DM, Steffi, do you want to take it away? I will. Thanks, Lawsy. Okay. <clears throat> My question is around self trust. My whole life, I've been confident in what I want from life. So decision making about life choices always came easy to me. Over the past few years, my confidence has decreased a lot. I've really lost my sense of self. And the main thing I've noticed come out of that is I feel that I don't trust myself or back myself when making decisions. And because of that, I've started to rely on others to make important decisions, important life decisions for me. Have either of you ever experienced this? And do you have any tips on how to rebuild trust in yourself? This is funny. This is taking me back to the Oprah podcast. I was about to say, my my number one answer for this is listen to, to the, the Oprah podcast because, okay, so I'm going to, you'll hear this again in the podcast mm. if you listen to it. I mean, you don't have to, um, but I would recommend it. Mm. So I actually have listened to it twice. That's how much I loved it. So yeah. don't, you don't think that I'm ruining, I'm not ruining it. It's no. not like a, it's not like a, like you could when I gave so something, I've given something away on here before. I think it was on the bold type. It's not like that. Okay. <laughs> so, so the way Oprah, and this is something that's really, really common, and the yeah. way that she speaks about decisions in our life, she uses a very simple example, which is buying a pair of shoes. Now, that might seem silly because this is obviously you're talking about really big life decisions however I I do think that the shoe example is a really good one Mm. because often and I'm sure these are your life decisions you are the only one who is impacted Mm. so Oprah talks about how when she wants to buy a new pair of shoes she'll go and ask her friends like Mm. what do you think and Mm. I do this too Mm. what do you think I think we all do this do you think I should buy these but whatever and we're waiting for other people's if but we love them You're we the love the shoes yeah. we're the one that's going to wear them it's our style it's for us why on earth yeah. does it really matter what other people think like are we dressing just so our friends are like yeah you know i like your shoes no buy them for you it's your money you buy them yeah that's what i really liked where that conversation went with Kristen was that it was like why are we asking for their opinion on it is it so that we wear shoes to make us liked by other people or is it so that we choose the right shoes for us or, you know, do we just like them? And I liked that way of thinking because it's so true whenever I find myself going to someone else for advice, yeah, sure, there's times when I just I just need a little bit of help and a little bit of guidance yes. and that's totally fine and totally normal. But there is times that I do it and I reckon the underlining thing is I don't want to buy something that's going to make me look foolish or or do something, doesn't always have to be about buying shoes, um, that's going to make me look foolish or that someone else won't like or whatever. And it's funny that we have that in the back of our minds because exactly what you were going to before laws, it's our life mm. and the decisions you make, like the study choices you make or the career 
choice you make. Like it's your life. You're the one that's going to be living in it. So I think it's totally normal and totally okay to go to other people and don't feel like if you're having to go to other people for some advice that that's abnormal or that you don't know what you want. Mm. Um, Sometimes we just need a little bit of reassurance. Um, But just remember that you're the one that's going to live it. So anyone with a super strong opinion on it, maybe question where their motive's coming from, like why why have they got such a strong opinion on it? Um, And obviously only go to the people that you really trust have your best interest. Yeah, I think that's really, really good advice. And I would also say, I think from our lived experiences Mm. with Kik, Mm. when we have solely relied on others Mm -hmm. to make decisions for us when we have gone against our gut, Mm -hmm. we have nearly nine times out of ten made made the wrong wrong decision. And then it's meant that we're the ones that are living it. We have to undo it. We have to deal with it. And I think as well with confidence, this this happened to me. This exact situation like absolutely happened to me Mm. kind of at the start of the year and the end of last year. And I I know it's so hard when your confidence is low. The last thing you want to do is put yourself out there. But for me personally, the only way to get my confidence back is to get myself, put myself back Mm. out there, make decisions. And you will find that you are making, and it doesn't matter. There's no right and wrong decision anyway most of the time. I mean, sometimes with Kiko, we've made some like, you know, but that's <laughs> okay. There's there's some, there's there's usually, it's just, you know, whatever you choose, that will mm. be the path you go down and we can always change our path. So it's not, don't worry about you're going to make the wrong decision. You're absolutely not. But I would say, put yourself back out there. Trust yourself. It's your life. And to get your confidence back, I, I find the only way is put myself back out there. And then I, when I do make decisions, even being decisive and mm. assertive is mm. really, when your confidence low it's is empowering. low, it's really hard. And yeah. so that's a very, yeah, exactly. It's mm. a really empowering feeling. And that way you can, and you, maybe you don't have to start with making the biggest life decision of your no. life tomorrow, but start being more assertive and decisive in other areas of your life and yeah. build up that confidence again and, and you will get it back and just know it's very normal. Like this literally was me yeah. six months ago. Do you think maybe that a part of it is like that we go to other people for their advice on on such big decisions, the ones that we're like fearful of or the ones that we I think are risky so that if it goes wrong, you have someone else to blame? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think like that. Mm. I think I do it more so because I, it's a confidence thing for me, hundred percent. It's like, I don't have the confidence to think that I can make this decision on my own. And I think sometimes like, for example, we've got some amazing uh, mentors in our Mm. business that help us so Mm. much. And, but what I, what we have learned is there's no point of going to 10 people Yes, for uh, yeah. like, you know, what do you think of this? What it might be about a breakup or whatever it might be about. Just go to, the, as you said, go to the people that you really trust yeah. and know just, yeah, but know as well. It's nice to get other people's opinions, but it always comes back to at the end of the day, you're the one living yeah. your life. You're the one that's going to have to live out the consequences. So yeah. trust yourself yeah. in making the decision. And good luck with that. Yeah, and a good question. It's <laughs> yeah, such a hard absolutely. one. Absolutely. If anyone has a question for us that you would like us to answer, you can – we usually say this before we do it. I That's wonder right. if after we give advice it's like, oh, don't want don't their want advice. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do want us to answer any of your questions, you can email them into podcast at keepitcleaner.com.au. And now to get into today's podcast. So mm-hmm. today is – it's a bit ironic that it's we're doing this ironic. podcast today. So mm. today's podcast is all about avoiding burnout with lockdown mm. ending. And as we said, it's getting very busy. There's going to be a lot year. on. Yeah. There's also, you know, people that you might not have seen for ages, your family might not have seen for ages. So mm. a lot of people have very busy weekends, mm. very busy nights. Work is also back, like you might be back in the office. Yep. There's a lot going on and that can often lead to burnout. Absolutely. And Sophie, why is this... <laughs> 
<laughs> this is incredible. This was a hard ironic. one to plan. <laughs> oh my gosh. As in like scheduling. Yeah, look, I, so, I mean, I'm, I think it's, I'm in the thick of it right now. <laughs> I think um, when we were reading up on, you know, burnout and everything like that, which we'll go through, you know, different signs and stuff like that. So many of them, I was like, uh-huh, yep, that's, yeah, that's me. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think it is just, as I've spoken to and I've touched on before, you know, I feel like I'm getting on top of this whole motherhood thing. But as I was taught before I even had Harvey, you'll get used to one routine and then it'll change. And that's just mm. the rest of your life. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of what's happened. And um, I think I had this, vision you know when Harvey was a newborn I had this vision of like when he was going to be like six months old and things were just going to be so much easier and I would have had the hang of it by then and you know I'll go back to work and all this stuff and I had all these thoughts in my head but I just mentally am not there yet and I think exactly what you said Laws it's the busy end of the year you know a lot of friends and family have missed out on seeing Harvey so a lot of them want to come and I I want them to come over and I want to see them not just for myself but like so that they can see Harvey. Is this just in case they're listening? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) So no one feel guilty of their message, (laughs) Steph. No, I do. I do really, really enjoy their company. And I know it's, and it's really great for Harvey. Like we had a group of people, family and friends over this weekend and it was nice to see Harvey like being held by other people or like seeing other people. And I want him to, I want him to know that all that's normal. I I was really scared that he was going to get so used to me and Josh that when we went out of lockdown, he would like scream if he was in someone else's arms or, you know, so I I think it's really important and I want him to meet others. But, you know, obviously what comes with that is like hosting people at our house and having people over or going out. Um, And then I am still dipping my toes back into work. Um, And so it's, it's hard to find that balance. And exactly what you said, Laws, I haven't really prioritised recharge time, like Mm. time to do nothing and have nothing on my calendar. I haven't really done that. And it's really hard to like find the motivation to do that. But I think, I think (laughs) I've found the motivation now because the other day I had like one of the, I don't know, the the biggest emotional wreck day I've had in a long, long time. And that was a few days ago. And this is also, just for context, this is when we realised that we needed to record this podcast and today was the only time. And I was like, "Um, Steph, I'm really sorry you're feeling that way. And like, I know we're meant to be putting less pressure on you, but this burnout podcast has to be recorded. (laughs) No, it's so fitting. And I just think that like, yeah, so it was only a couple of days ago, but I literally broke down into tears five times in the Mm. day, like, Throughout the day, there was five points where I just cried. Um, and it wasn't – there wasn't anything, like, particularly upsetting that happened. I was just super on edge. And Harvey wasn't taking the bottle at that point. And he, we'd been trying for over a week. And I was just getting really overwhelmed because I was looking ahead at the next couple of weeks that are really busy, really excitingly busy, but, like, really busy and I can't be with him. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to be malnourished. He can't eat. He's not going to be napping well because he's not going to be eating enough and I won't be sleeping. And I just – like, I just – lost my shit like so many times in the day um and it was it was hard because I just didn't know how to pull myself out of it at that point and I had other things to get done that day as well which was the worst thing it's like I'd because it was the it was the Monday between in the middle of the like long weekend I'd kind of planned that to be a little bit of a get shit done day Mm -hmm. um but (laughs) happened to be when I was emotional wreck so a lot of the stuff that I was trying to get done were you know all over the place and I wasn't executing how I wanted which then made me even more upset so anyway I'm I'm motivated to get out of this headspace because it's making me incredibly um, forgetful, like edgy, emotional, 
Um, yeah, so I'm prioritising for the next couple of weeks, especially with what's going on, early night sleep mm-hmm. <laughs> to try mm-hmm. and get more hours in, which is what I tried to do last night, but Harvey decided to wake up a few times. And um, and just saying no, which is a big part of today's yes conversation, obviously. Um, and I know that saying no is not the easiest thing for you, mm. Lawsy. Mm-hmm. So how are you going with coming out of lockdown? I know you were super excited to get back to the office. Yeah. Like that's one thing that you were like, yay, I'm going to be like on the ball, incredibly motivated. And I, I just know you're like glowing for even being in here. <laughs> but I know that obviously people want to catch up with you. You've got your wedding coming up, like all this other stuff's going yes. on. How are you? Have you been saying no at all? Yes, 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 yes. No, I am. Um, I actually, I ha- and also, I just want to say before we go into this, I'm, I'm so sorry you're feeling that way, Steph. Oh. And I think, I think as well, you, we were talking on Monday night about it, and you were like, "Here's me trying you, to just you deflect." Were down, <laughs> you were down. You were putting yourself down a lot yeah. about stuff like I've got nothing done today, and yeah. I was like, "Okay, let me resummarize for you." We yeah. had a three-hour finance meeting that you had to drive to, so that was like a four-hour chunk out of your day. Like that, you know, that's that's a lot. You're only back part-time so like what do you that's already half a day like that's equivalent to part-time you know you then also did all of this content for kick run and then you also prepared for a presentation and you were like being so mean to yourself and I was like what what and I think it comes back to what are your expectations like I think yeah. for all and this is not I'm not like what are no, yours no, to you I but it's like it's it like actually and this is where I have found some I don't know. I think this Comfort. time last year. So I remember last year at I went to a uh, what do you call it? Mm, hype. Oh my god! Not a hypnotist. What is it? A hypnotist. <laughs> no, acupuncture. Oh. I nearly said a hip person that hypnotizes wow. you, but I was okay. never been to one of those Didn't before. Tell me about that one. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> and I went. I went to one of those, and um, one of those. Uh, what's a lovely acupuncturist? He's moved to Queensland. Chinese person. Yes. Yeah. What's his name? Oh, Peter. Peter, yeah, Peter, yeah. Peter, Peter, yeah. Went Peter. Went to see him. He's fantastic. So I want to say an acupuncturist. His name is Peter and he's great. But mm. um, really sadly he moved to Queensland. Yeah. So I don't go to him anymore. Anyway, but he was like, you are on the edge yeah. of adrenal fatigue. Like yeah. you need – and I was at that stage. Like I was on – I was just go, 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 go. Yeah. We had a lot of stressful things going yes. on at work. So it was stuff – sometimes I think, and this is where I'm at, there's times when I know that I can't – there's a burnout so – not. I don't want to say burnout is unavoidable, but sometimes being really sometimes, busy yep. is unavoidable. Yep. Like, for example, we're about like we're in the shoot week, yep. um, and we've got there's a lot of other things going on. And then my wedding is like a yep. few weeks later. I'm not going to burn my. I really am trying not to burn myself out before the wedding because I no. don't want to like yes. have ten cold sores on my no. face because <laughs> that is also what happened to me once I got burnt out. I literally I, w- I went on a flight. I was going overseas like it was a, a long time ago, mm. and I was so stressed before I went that when I landed, I had a cold. Oh, wow. Do you remember? I never saw you with it because I was away for three weeks. It didn't go away for three weeks and it literally went from my lip into my nose. It was just. Anyone that gets cold (laughs) sores will feel me. Anyway, I don't want that for the wedding. Um, But sometimes I I just have to acknowledge, like, sometimes for you right now, like, Mm. you're balancing a lot. Your Mm. stress levels are probably going to be higher than Mm. normal, but obviously there are ways that, that we can try and control them. So I think for me, what really helps is in my head, and I'm, I'm a very regimented, yes. which I always say person, but I, yeah. in my head I have to have kind of my priorities at this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what I need, like what I expect of myself within those yeah. priorities. So yeah. for me, kick is number one. Yeah. And so then it might be like within that, it's like I have this podcast or I have this, or mm. I have this, yeah. and I want to put this much prep into that, mm. this much prep mm-hmm. into that. So that's 
where I start. Yeah. Obviously, I don't have a fan like a kids mm. or daughters, my family and the dogs. <laughs> sorry, and, and obviously I have a family like my mum and dad and stuff. Yeah. But I don't have children, yeah. so I don't have to. That's why kit can be my you know yeah. work is my yeah. number yeah. one. Yeah. And then everything else at this point in my life because yeah. I'm really just driven on what we're going to yeah. do with Kik and that's yeah. like my my goal and everything, everything else comes second to that. That means I have to sometimes sacrifice social things. Mm-hmm. I have to say, you know, but in saying that, if Dalton really needed me and he was going through like something yeah, or he was sick or whatever, I would of course be there. Like I'd drop everything. <laughs> nope, but kicks my when, <laughs> <right now. laughs> But when those things don't come in, kicks my number yeah. one. And so then I make sure that I know what my workload is for mm, that and then mm. I just, anything that can fit in around that I do, mm. but I make sure that I'm not saying yes to, like for example, we get asked to do, it's as, this is one of the hardest things I find saying no to charity mm, things like we get mm. asked to do a lot of charity things mm-hmm. we we can't say yes to everything mm. because there's actually not enough time yeah. then I wouldn't be able to work on kick either would you and mm. then we wouldn't have it you have to you know you have to find a mm. some type of balance mm-hmm. within there mm-hmm. so I think it's just for me it's what are my priorities what can fit in under that mm. and then knowing that the things underneath like it's sometimes I'm not going to be able to like on the weekend if we have a busy week of work mm. I can only probably do one social thing mm. because otherwise I'm exhausted like if I have mm. a huge weekend I know I can't be 100% at work that mm. week and that's my priority so I will then therefore take less mm. on during yep. the week and yep. you know after work or on weekends and I feel like that helps a little bit. Oh my God. A lot. I think a lot. I think, you know, for me, I'm not a regimented person. I'm like the biggest wing it person ever. But when it comes to trying to balance, like for example, obviously I can only think of myself right now in in this as an example, like trying to balance family um, with work and everything and then everything else that goes on this time of year, um, I just have to, I can't wing this. Like, Mm -hmm. And I think I've come Mm -hmm. to the point where I've realised that, like the UK, you can no longer wing it. And like there is some parents who are in a fortunate position where they can wing it. You know, maybe they, maybe um, one of the parents has like a year of maternity leave, full-time maternity leave and like has, you know, no other responsibilities um, and it's a little bit easier to kind of wing it with their child. Um, I don't want to do that and I'm, I'm not in a position to do that and kind of neither is Josh either, but he is... We've had a conversation about him kind of stepping back a little bit um, with his responsibilities and then also a lot of what he does for work, he can just sit at home and do. Mm -hmm. So I think what we need to do is other than just having that casual conversation of like, yeah, I'm going to be going back to work and like you can be flexible and like help me and we can work as a team and this is going to be great. We actually need to kind of like set out, okay, these are the days I'm going, unless, you know, Harvey's sick or something goes wrong these are the days I want to go into the office or these are the days I want to be available for like a half day of meetings or whatever. I need to kind of write that down and yep. make it a clear plan. Um, and I, I just need to get on top of that because, yeah, when, when I was speaking to you the other day and you were talking about that, I was just like, as much as I usually avoid this kind of thing because sometimes it stresses me out, I am more stressed out not having a plan mm-hmm. and just trying to wing it and it not working out than giving this a go. So, something I think especially though because you have got like you always say to me like you can't just leave the house yeah like you're glued to the house because Harvey has to sleep you know x amount of hours he needs to obviously he can't be left alone yeah yeah. (laughs) well that's the thing he's a newborn he can't always the amount of times like Josh is like you know ducked off to Bunnings or something Mm. like a simple errand that we're you know we were used to so flexibly do in our previous life I then realized 
okay, Harvey's asleep, so I can't go anywhere right yes. now. You know? <laughs> and so I think because, I mean, that that's a, a unique situation. I mean, well, not unique. All, yeah, all parents yes, yeah. will be going through that. Um, so I think, and, and yeah, I think it is hard. I think because as well in, and I mean, I know we, we've spoken about this a lot, a lot mm. and I know society's views are changing, mm. but there's still that silly like expectation that like the, the mum will take you yeah. know the time off and and the dad yeah. will go back to work and and that's hard as well because yeah. then it's like well for you you yeah. wanted to come back really yeah. early yeah. um and so that means then mm. that you know Josh has such set back in responsibilities yeah. and so you have to have that conversation it's just like it is yeah. a, it's a lot but yeah. I think having for you I know routine is I find sometimes when I haven't set out a routine mm. or even just a plan yeah it seems super overwhelming, overwhelming. yeah and I just don't, even the planning feels yeah. overwhelming but and once I've done it, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, and I, relief. I, I don't know why I haven't thought to do it earlier because I'm still a bit of a to-do list person. Like if I don't have a to-do list, I'll 100% forget Well, it's something. kind of the same thing. Yeah. So I just need to do it's like a, a week list. <laughs> <laughs> Your week plan. So on 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 with I suppose all of this in mind mm. with burnout, mm. we wanted to read through. So there's a fantastic which we will link in the show notes yeah. article on Healthline about how to kind of identify burnout and the signs of burnout. So we're also going to talk to what we can do to actually remove like apart from you know setting out if you're if you're a parent setting a plan you know <laughs> and you know the things that for me what worked for me is yeah. what I said before with kind of work out my what are my priorities but with burnout we wanted to so this might be you and I think for me last year I didn't realize that I was in flight flight or fight or fight the fight entire or flight mode the whole time yeah no time for yeah. chilling. Yeah. Cortisol levels very high. So yes. I had no idea. So anyway, this is what Nervous the key signs of burnout are. So forgetfulness and difficulty concentrating. <laughs> concentrating. Also, if you're you're sleep deprived because you can, there's nothing you can do about that. So. <laughs> but yes, my hand is up for those. Okay. For those. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I think also the hardest thing with that is mm. that. What I found as well, and I think Steph, in speaking to you, mm. you've also found this in that when you're burnt out, you're probably trying to you're ta- you've taken on more than you can chew. Mm. You your work is may, may be overwhelming. There's a lot going on there, and you need to be because you've got a lot on. Mm. You actually need to be able to concentrate better, <laughs> and you need to be able to remember things better because yeah. otherwise work takes longer. Yeah. And so this is why it is so important to identify that yeah. you are burnt out because you can't operate like this because 100%. then you're just going to keep getting more burnt because your work might usually take you eight, four hours to get through, but it might be taking the same task yes. like you eight hours because yes. you are not being able to concentrate mm-hmm. because you are burnt out. Mm-hmm. Diminish pride in your work <laughs> and losing sight of yourself and your goals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> no, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> it's really hard to talk to this because – it's definitely something that, like, as I said before, when I was reading through kind of, you know, signs of burnout, there were so many of these points that I, like, put my hand up to. And this one, like, really hit me because as I've spoken to you so much on this podcast, I've always been a really confident person. And I think, you know, prior to this this series of my life for the last couple of months, I grew so much confidence in the workplace. Like, and I just, I found my feet and I felt really good and I felt helpful and, you know, a big part of my role in the team, I just like like being an extra pair of hands and like seeing the team, um, you know, do amazing things and help wherever I can and kind of encourage them and all that sort of stuff. And I miss that so much because I feel like right now I just don't have like the mental capacity or like anything to take on those kind of things. And like I keep trying, I keep dip- dipping my toes in because I miss it. But because I keep forgetting things or, as you said, I can't, like, concentrate on things just as well as I used to, 
I then find myself just like continuously putting myself mm. down and then like, why, why am I bothering? And like, I feel like I'm just in the way because I'm, you know, asking so many of our team members for like things or whatever, which I should know. And then I, yeah. And I just kind of like go through this spiral of um, just putting myself down. I think it's so easy to get to that point when you're feeling, I don't know. We spoke about this a few days ago, Steph, and I was so sad to hear you saying this. And I think, I mean, first of all, all those things, you are not in the way. Like <laughs> that's, that's in your head and that's burnout talking. That's not you. Yeah. It's absolutely not the way that anyone feels. Um, and I think as well with how you said, like things that you should know. Like mm. we had a discussion about something on Monday. You went into something that you hadn't been into before and then you expected I wanted to talk to you about this like you which is usually something that I would do and then you expected yourself Mm. so it's like to understand the whole thing be able to interpret it and then like put it into a graph and I was like when you were so and it made me so sad that you were so upset about it It but I was like can you imagine (laughs) if I tried to go into or anyone tries to go onto a website that's in another language and then like being like I can't like (laughs) <laughs> why can't I understand this? Or, you know, do a maths equation yeah. when you've never studied maths before. Yeah. Or, you know, all those things. And I was kind of like, you. I think that's the other thing is you when you are burnt out, you're not – maybe you're – when you're thinking, you're kind of thinking more like yeah. every you're in flight or fight the whole time, right? Yeah. So you expect and you just want to get things done quickly because you have so many things yeah. in your to-do list. So when yeah. you can't get them done quickly, you get so sad and yeah. frustrated about your, at yourself. But they're things that you would never usually do yeah. quickly anyway yeah. and they're things that take time before. So it's like pulling yourself out of it. And I know yeah. it's so hard when you're in it and kind of thinking like, yeah. like for you, for example, I think sometimes you're putting pressure on yourself to be at the capacity of a full-time person with things that you're getting done, but you're not at full-time time yet so you have to take that out of your head like if you put that kind of burden on yourself and that um expectation Mm. you you, you're going if you set this is the thing like it comes back to expectations for ourselves. if Mm. we set if I set an expectation for myself to be 100% on kick Mm. 100% on another thing Mm. 100% on friends 100% on family I would be letting down every single one of these things because you can't do it 100% and that's what I found and I think that's why I need to kind of set out a plan um, and now that I think I've kind of experienced it over the last couple of weeks, um, I kind of know, well, I don't know for sure, but I can guesstimate where my where the boundaries have to be and everything mm. because, for example, that day that I was emotional wreck, I was I had like a little breakdown in the morning but I was okay. It was more just because Harvey didn't take the bottle and I was just upset about mm-hmm. that. Then I went to the finance meeting with you and I actually like for a long time I have not felt um, – super on the ball in finance meetings because they're not, it's not my strength. Numbers aren't my strength. I think you understand a lot more than you give yourself credit for. Maybe, but like, I don't ever feel like really on top of it. Right. But this meeting I felt I'm understanding all of this and I was feeling really good. And I was, yeah, not even like realizing the time until we'd been in there for like two and a bit hours. And then I started saying that Harvey wasn't taking the bottle and then my mind went elsewhere, but I was feeling really good and like on the ball. But then I went home and I tried to do other work. And I think that's where I might've, gone wrong yes. it's like maybe I'd found that that meeting was probably enough for that day and if I'd yeah. planned ahead I would have had that other little tasks done already and I wouldn't have had to worry about them and then I probably would have felt a whole lot better that afternoon because I did feel good in that meeting and it's just like yeah I just I need to yeah <laughs> but yeah it's um it, exactly what you said it's really hard when you're in the middle of it which is funny which is why this the timing of this podcast is so funny because I'm still working it out. Yes. But I'm really, yeah. I and thank just you for being so open <laughs> with us on this. It's, it's very generous of you. And I, yeah, I just think again, it's like, what expectations are you setting on yeah. yourself? They're way too 
fucking high. Sorry to swear, but it's you just need to. You can't be that. Like there is only. It's like maths, right? Yeah. Think of a maths equation. Yeah. A percentage can only go up to a hundred. Yeah. You know, like a hundred percent. We are. We can only be a hundred percent of something. Yeah. We can't go more. No. Maybe if we're talking about growth and things, you know, maybe. But in in a human, we can only get up to a hundred percent. So you cannot allocate a hundred percent of yourself to five things, because mm-hmm. that equals spread person. Can't do all of them at 100% we're not and burnt out. Yeah. So, yes, we're not gumpy. <laughs> so di- difficulty maintaining relationships and being present with loved ones, mm. frustrate, and which, of course, like if you don't have time, yeah. it's you can't. I think also we're all a little bit out of practice with this. Like we're going to be. I don't know why you keep saying to oh my goodness, you keep saying to me like, I'm nervous about what I'm going to be like socially. I'm like, we like, while we haven't been in person much, we've spent a lot of time on Zoom and like your yeah. social skills are still peaking. I know, like not, nothing to worry. You've actually got funnier. So. But I think, I think this one I'm not, this wasn't the one that, you know, my hand went straight up to when I was reading, but I think a lot of people might be feeling this coming out of lockdown and like trying to balance seeing everyone and catching up yeah. with everyone that they've missed. They might not find it that easy to yeah, do. Yeah, of course. Frustration and irritability with co-workers. Is this how you feel about oh my me? God. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. This was another thing that I, I just want any, especially if anyone from the team is listening, please know <laughs> this was not the point that I had my hand up to. Everyone's But this been is something I think that, again, and it could be with anyone in your life, that when Josh. you're burnt out, <laughs> yeah, when you're burnt out, you are more frustrated yeah. and you're more irritable because your expectations on yourself are too high yeah. and you're overwhelmed and you're tired. And stressed, yeah. One of the biggest symptoms of burnout is being tired all the time so therefore you're irritable unexplained muscle tension pain fatigue and insomnia and what we'll go into soon is that sleep is actually one of the best ways to Mm. get out of this and so the hardest thing is if you're highly strung highly stressed right before bed and then you're not sleeping you're then like you're then in the negative the next day spiral so they're all of the things and now firstly if anyone's feeling this it's very common Mm hope that you're okay like yeah. sorry you are feeling and sorry yeah. to you Steph that you're <laughs> feeling this way um but there are ways that we can't we can we can <laughs> we, no we can't <laughs> <laughs> we can get out of this and there's also another thing that this um Healthline article said which was great is that personality characteristics like needing to be con- in control perfectionism and being type a can also increase your mm. risks of burnout mm. yes that's all those things are me. So, yeah. but I'm good right now. Be but anyway, yeah. yeah. So now for things that we can do to get out of this mm. state, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what do you do? Well, when I say get out of it, it's not again. It's not something that you're going to fix overnight. It's you know, it's things that you can start doing to give yourself a little bit more balance and yeah. to move out of that overwhelm yeah. mindset. Um, well, one thing I learned even just from the other day was um, just reaching out and talking to people about how you're feeling and then also if you need help with something or if you need to take something off your plate, like just be – and you know that there's someone who could help you and there's someone that would be happy to help you, like take that up. Um, I'm uh, very guilty of feeling very guilty <laughs> when I do that. Um, but even the other day, you know, I knew we were having people over and um, Josh was actually doing – um, a job for us for kick and so he wasn't home and then it was going to take longer than we'd anticipated and then I realized oh my god I haven't gone to the shops I need to get everything for everyone coming over and then I started to spiral again and then my mum just said are they bringing things and I said yeah yeah but they're already bringing a salad and I, I was going to do the meat and the snacks and mum was like just relax just ask one of them 
to bring some more things. Like just ask if if one of them hasn't gone to the shops yet, can someone bring meat and like give them some cash or something? Like just relax. You don't need to try and fit that in today, um, especially if you're. Why didn't you call me? <laughs> because I was this on Tuesday? <laughs> yes. Why didn't you just call me? Because you you got enough on your plate, honey. No, but hun, <laughs> don't honey me. Can you just call me in that no. instance? <laughs> but this like is I'm very, really good at buying meat. This is a meat. example of like not reaching out, to not reaching help. out. Yeah. yeah, and um, you know, I think most like a lot of people, you know, someone like your mom or whatever. It's it's if they call you in a time like that, you're happy to like vent and like yes. blah blah blah. And I'm comfortable to ask my mom for things because she is just. I mean, I never really have to ask. She's always doing it before I even have to ask. But she was one that made me feel comfortable to reach out and, Mm. like, not feel guilty about that. And then, of course, as soon as I did that, like, Josh's mum, my mother-in-law, Josh's mum, was like, yeah, of course. Like, don't worry, because I tried to make it just a later time. Like, I still tried to fit in me going to the shops and I just was like, let's just push it back an hour and I can get it done. And she was like, "Um, I can just get the meat stuff and then you don't have to leave the house. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So I just, I think from that, that's a really little example, but... From that, I think um, what that taught me and what I'm trying to go, to keep in mind and what you've just said is like not being afraid to reach out if you need help or if there's things that you know someone can help you with or you can offload to that's, yeah, that you you know comfortably that they're going to be okay with it or whatever. Mm. It's not like – I think that's been one of my fears as well, especially with work, is like little tasks that I have been dipping my toes in and doing. I don't want to bother anyone else with helping me with them because I know how much everyone else is on. So, like, obviously that's a part my of it. My eyes are rolling. <laughs> shouldn't be feeling like this. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I just need to to work on that. Um, and accepting – yes. accepting help. Yes. So last – I remember last year when I was in this as well when mm. we had – Christmas at our house and because I'm a control freak Mm. and perfectionism and I also like once I start doing something like I can't it's just sometimes like I go into this weird anxious state and like I have to do like I can't just clean the house just downstairs knowing Mm. that people will just be downstairs like I have to do the whole entire thing and then I have to like clean the windows upstairs Mm. like I just I go into this bizarre state anyway so apart from that state um I with Christmas last year, everyone offered to help and bring things. And I was like, no, I mm. want to be the one, the one that mm. can do it all on my yeah. own. No, don't worry. I'll do it. You don't yeah. have to worry yourselves. I'm under, under control. Like yeah. I can, you know, make the house clean, do everything yeah. and I want to do it. And yeah. then I just – and then I think that was the one thing. And then we did something else a few days later also at our house and I accepted mm, I help remember. for the second one. And mm. I was like, oh, my God. Like no one's yeah. like replying – when someone says, can I bring something, yeah. no one's replying to me and being like – and I say, oh, if you could like mm. bring – I say whatever you want. Like I'm not like delegating. They what, wouldn't offer. You know, but no one's like yeah. coming like, oh, Laura made me bring a salad. Like no, no one's angry. Everyone's no. just like, let me help. So I think that's – yeah, 100% accepting help yeah. is so important. And I think you just like – like, think about it if you were going to someone's house, 10 out of 10 times, you're like, can I bring anything? Yes. Can I do anything? Yes. If they were to reply, sure, you can bring dessert, you wouldn't be like, oh, shit, they asked me. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you've offered. It's so, so true. if someone's offering you. It's so true. Like, they're available to do so. 100%. 100%. They wouldn't offer if they no, couldn't. No, they wouldn't. And then the other thing is that really helps me, I found as well, is when my days, or some of my days are like, if my meetings are back to back and I don't have any Bonkers. little um, breaks in mm. between, I try and make sure at least one stage in the day I've got five minutes mm. to stop mm-hmm. and I do five minutes of breathing exercises and it seems so silly that it's only five minutes and it seems so kind of insignificant. Mm. But the impact that can make on my day mm. because I get out of – I might be in flight or flight mode all mm. morning because I'm mm. like rushing from here to here to here mm. to here – 
And then if I stop, I then return to calm mm. me mm. and then I can finish my day. Mm. And it makes a big difference and it's only five minutes. So that and gu- a guided meditation, we've yep. got guided meditations in kick. So, yep. And that also can help you go to sleep. Yeah. Um, and so we, I would really recommend that. Mm. Really makes a difference. Mm. And then exercise. Yeah. That's a huge one. Absolutely. I think with exercise, it's one thing that we tend to, I mean, we spoke about it at the start of this mm. podcast, mm. why we're doing the, the challenge this, this month coming up. And it's one of the first things that we drop put off, off yeah. because we think we're too busy, yeah. but it's also one of the only help. things that can actually help get us out of this. Yeah. So it's thinking to yourself, where can I, so when I'm thinking of this priority list mm. that I have in my head, mm. right, where actually when I say kick is number one, but also number one is my health mm. and me feeling at like obviously mm. I'm not an athlete but like you know to, no. we, we all should think of ourselves in some way as like performers in our own life Ferraris and we want to yeah, <laughs> Ferraris <laughs> we want to be at you know when I say peak performance you don't need to be your best every day no. absolutely not no. but you want to feel good every day and so I know the things that I need to do like if I have an exercise in the morning mm. which mm. makes me feel really good mm. and I won't if I'm feeling really tired and exhausted yeah. I will do a yoga flow yeah. or go for a walk yeah. I will not do a high intensity workout yeah. and put music really loud because that would yeah. make me more stressed yeah. but you just need to you need to listen to your body and know that that small break in your morning or whenever you do your exercise mm. makes such an impact and then I know that after I've exercised mm. I'm way more productive I can concentrate better mm. I'm not tired I'm energized and I can get my work done mm. Mm. and it's like it, but when we get out of that cycle it can be so dangerous absolutely absolutely I um Ash actually our, our physio um through kick bump who's yeah, my physio, she messaged me on the day that I was <laughs> having a bit of a breakdown because I actually missed a physio appointment with her that day and she heard me on the phone and I was on the verge of crying when she called me because I was like, oh, my God, I've completely forgotten about this appointment and I felt so bad and that was one of the <laughs> one of the breakdowns of the day. Anyway, after that call, she messaged me and she told me, you know, exactly what you said about, like, taking a minute and, like, doing something removing yourselves from that situation mm. and stuff like that. But she said sometimes, and I'm not going to explain this right because she started talking about nervous systems and all that sort of stuff, which I don't fully understand. But she said that if you've had a moment, like just say you've had an emotional breakdown and you've just cried, you know, and you need to, you want to get out of that headspace, she finds that if you then go and either scream really loudly into a pillow or dance around to really loud music or even do like five minutes of hit workout, like just do something that's like super energetic, um, and, you know, loud and a little bit crazy and then go to something like a meditation or focusing on your breath for a couple of minutes. It's almost like this level of a ladder that you need to go down to then reset to your optimum self or something like that. Anyway, I went and did it and I put some like really, really loud tunes on in Amazing. the bedroom and danced around for a bit and I went in the shower and I was like almost screaming singing in the shower. Good. <laughs> my neighbours were probably like, whoa. Um, and then afterwards I kind of just sat in my room for a little bit longer because I knew that Harvey was with Josh and I just needed a minute to myself. And it did make me feel a little bit better, even just for, for the moment. It just made me mm. feel better. So it's really important to prioritise those things. I think especially, as you said, Laws, you know you're back-to-back. So prioritising that time mm. before it, like before you do spiral, then you're less likely to actually have a bit of a breakdown because you've you've made those those little breaks in your days. A hundred percent. I agree. And then sleep. Sleep is very important. Make yes. sure you're prioritising sleep. Get off your phone. We've done a podcast on – don't get off your phone right now. Get off your phone. You, especially if you listen to the <laughs> podcast through it. Uh, but try and, you know, switch off from work when you can mm. and give yourself enough time before bed. Get off social media. We've done a podcast um, with the amazing mm. Olivia, who's a sleep expert on sleep. So I recommend listening to that 
And yeah, oh, what actually, you know what else we've done? We mm. now have meeting free Thursdays at Kick, mm. and that's really important because that gives everyone a day to. Because I think like sometimes our days just are consumed with meetings, yep. and then it becomes overwhelming because yep. then we're like, oh, we need to get our other work done, and how are we going to get that done if yeah. you know we're in meetings all the time? So that's something we've implemented recently, yeah. which I hope has helped as well. Yeah. With some balance. I mean, it's helped me with my balance. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think good. particularly with lockdown, like each meeting, maybe taking a little bit longer Zoom than usual. Zoom is exhausting. Yeah. Because like you're like, well, I haven't seen you. So I kind yeah. of like feel like I need to cut. And which is nice. Like you want to keep the culture going. But when it's happening all day, every day as yeah. well, it is. It's hard to get work done. So no, I've only heard positive things from the team so far. Fantastic. So Great. It's very good. good. <laughs> well... I think that that's us for the day. Yeah. We hope that anyone that is experiencing burnout is, you know, as, as we said, it is completely normal, yep. but also the only way to get out of it is yep. to make changes in your yep. life. You yep. cannot, it's not going to, you're no. not going to get out of it just no. magically. It. You need to make changes. Yeah, yeah. you can't keep winging it. <laughs> so yeah. thank you so much for listening. We hope, yeah, we hope this has helped a little bit for anyone that has, is experiencing this right now and do you want to do the outro? You are the yeah. outro queen. You always do, do it. I haven't done one for about 10 years. I can do the outro, <laughs> but I have I have one more tip okay, but that I just thought of. Is like, it. I can't tell you, Laws, how helpful it is when I'm in this headspace having a friend like you. Oh. <laughs> no, but it's true. I think honestly, yeah, when you're having these kind of moments and you're feeling really overwhelmed, just making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who are going to support you and not make you feel any more guilty or stressed than you need to be. So thank you. Or love you. You're mm. very welcome. And I think it's also, it's just contacting someone who's not in a state of overwhelm mm. at that point and they can say, mm. Steffi, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get out of this because you are amazing and yeah. don't say these mean things about yourself. So you know no, what's I, so funny about this podcast? Like I, I really appreciate it because I really needed it. But, um, you know, we've done some podcasts in the past <laughs> where it might have been about feeling anxious or like, you know, and it's it's almost been – I remember you making a joke about like I feel like this was a little bit of a psychology <laughs> session for myself. I feel like this was a psychology <laughs> session for me. So thank you. <laughs> but anyway, guys – um, we hope, as Laura said, that you got something out of it and we hope you're okay if you are feeling this way. You're not alone. Um, we will be back next week with another Kick Pod episode. You can find out more about Keeper Cleaner at www.keepercleaner.com. We're also on Instagram at Keeper Cleaner, at Laura.Henshaw, at Steph Claire Smith. And we'll chat to you next week. Bye. Bye.